0: $5 minimum balance
1: required. Six years ago, this guy was celebrating being a Hall of Famer on this day. Chipper Jones, the Hall of Famer himself, joining us right now on the Hobson and Hobson oh, Newsmaker Line. It wasn't a parade that night at home, Chipper, but uh, a special night. So in the moments leading up to that, by the way, thanks for coming on. In the moments leading up to that announcement, how nervous are you?
2: Uh, probably... Probably uh right before a wedding nervous, right before a kid is born nervous. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I mean you 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 think that it's uh that it's pretty cut and dry and by for all intents and purposes everybody was telling me I was, you know, a a shoe in, but until that phone rings and you hear uh somebody from the Hall of Fame saying that uh, that you're in the class of two thousand eighteen, it's uh that's when it really starts to sink in and and you think back all the times you know the good times growing up in the backyard with with mom and dad and then obviously all the good times and and pro pro ball as well
1: i was going to say it's like your baseball life flashes before your eyes does it not at that point
2: it really does and i think at that point you you start to think back of all the coaches you know, that helps you along the way, all the players that you played with, all the situations that you've been through. Um, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good way to put it. I mean, your baseball life does flash before your eyes, and that's why it's so hard to fit everybody and everything in during your acceptance speech because there's, you know, there's, there's 30, 35 years' worth of, of memories.
3: I've asked a couple of guys this. I don't think we've ever asked you. I know you can say thank you to your parents. I know you can do things for them, but you can, is there any way possible where you think you can thank your parents enough?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I mean, whatever, however my amount of time you spend, you know, on your speech, uh, I think mine was 19 minutes long. I could have I done an hour and 19 minutes just on my parents, you know what I mean? Um, it's... But that's you know you you spend the rest of your life doing for them what they did for you to allow you to be able to you know be a success and um, all those times they spent with you all those uh, uh, car rides to baseball tournaments and football games and stuff through the years that all is that all is uh, you know comes comes flooding back and and man, you just can't, you can't sum it up in a speech.
3: How happy are you that you didn't get caught up in what some guys caught up in? Look, I say it, I don't vouch for anybody, but when guys come publicly and say, I didn't, I take them at their word. I don't vouch for it, but I take them at their word. How happy are you that your career is not what some of these guys have to deal with, talk about, hangs over their heads? Like
1: fair or unfair Gary Sheffield, perhaps.
2: (laughs) Well, I think, um, I think I played in the steroid era. I think we all have to answer the questions. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I was above anybody else. Um, you know, I had people flat out ask me through throughout the years. Um, what percentage do you think we're on? I don't know. You know, um, I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, that there was never a cloud. And I think the first prerequisite of not having a cloud over your head is to not do it. You know? So, um, not everybody was doing it. There were some. Unfortunately, some of the best players of my era have that cloud, and um, it's it's very unfortunate. You know, a guy like uh, Gary Sheffield, he's he's one hundred percent a Hall of Famer. You know, I mean, you look at those numbers. Probably one of the most feared hitters, you know, ever. Um, I just I feel terrible for him because the you know the couple of years that he was here he was tremendous he was great he was great in the clubhouse all the guys loved him he played hard he played every single day and he was so fun to watch and it's just you know it's a lot like the the whole Bonds and Clemens dispute you know it's just it's it's a shame you know A-Rod you're talking about Four of probably the top, I don't know, 30, 40 players to ever play the game, and they're they're not in the Hall of Fame because of uh, some choices.
3: And let me ask you something about Sheffield, because I do think that there are some players that other players watch. As fast about as I've ever seen, third base coaches, shortstops, pitchers. I can't even imagine pitching against Gary Sheffield, how you're not wetting yourself because you do know how quickly he come back at you. Was he one of those guys? Is he one of the handful of guys that you watch take at-bats?
2: Uh, uh yeah i mean i had a uh, uh, I had a uh on deck circle yeah. view of it for for two years you know i mean uh me being the one the guy that hit lefty in the middle of of chef and andrew you know we hit three four and five so i was on deck for a lot of those uh little one iron shots out in the left field seats you know not to mention the fact that I played third base against him, and that L screen that they used for for pitching practice, I wish I would have had that out there at third base. You can't play deep enough. (laughs) It's never a question as to whether you play, you know, in or back. You know, I I always had my heels on the outfield grass whenever he was up because that ball got down there in a hurry.
1: Chipper Jones, the Hall of Famer, with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. You mentioned Gary Sheffield, great clubhouse guy. Bobby Bonilla seemed to be that guy when he came here as well. And fair or unfair, the reputation they had, both of those two prior and after coming here, wasn't so good at times. Were you always a guy that kept this one of the leaders on this team an open mind when a new guy came in, even if they did have a bad rap?
2: One hundred percent. You have to be that way. You can't. You can't come in with preconceived notions because you know, in in the instances like Sheffield and Bonilla, I would have been completely wrong. Like everybody's outside view of these two guys is completely wrong from what they're actually like. Now, some of that is is brought on themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're not exactly uh, Mr. Congeniality with the media. Um, And that, (laughs) unfortunately you're probably not thinking about it when you're playing, but some of those guys are going to be voting, you know, come come Hall of Fame time and, uh, you know. I, I, Chip, I
3: said it earlier. If Gary Sheffield had a different personality, he's in the Hall of Fame.
2: I think so. Um, I think if, and I heard you guys talking earlier about uh, uh, Big Poppy, you know, and, and being able to, uh, I guess, kind of uh, – Rejuvenate his uh his his public appearance mm-hmm. it's just funny to me that a guy like Poppy has kind of reinvigorated what people or rejuvenated what people have thought about him but yet they they don't afford a rod that same that same courtesy you know what I mean or a Sheffield that same courtesy um it's a, it, like i said it's just unfortunate i wish uh <laughs> Knowing and loving and chef the way I do, um, it, it just uh, it breaks my heart because he he was he was a contemporary. I, uh, you know, he was a guy that was every bit as good as me, maybe a little even a little better. And uh, I looked I looked up to him, and uh, we scratched each other's back here for a couple of years, um, but uh, unfortunately, it's going to have to go to the. Veterans committee to see if uh, see if he'll get the nod.
3: I I openly admit I deal from the top of the deck. I like Billy Wagner a lot. I like the guy. Uh, I like what other relief pitchers in that bullpen told me about him. I like what other guys in other cities told me about him. Uh, his story is incredible. I think he's a decent guy. I'm not telling you you're supposed to get votes for that. Uh, but but what's been the I uh, issue? Why is Billy Wa- in your opinion? Why is Billy Wagner not in? As close as he has five I- votes, he's waited years.
2: I have have no idea. I I couldn't. That one I can't. I I really cannot uh, put my finger on. Um, The guy. I'll tell you what. I would love for the 400 voters to stand 60 feet, six inches away from that guy when he unleashes 100 miles an hour uphill. You know, it is it's 100 miles an hour. But it plays to 103, hundred and three, hundred and four because it's an optical illusion. He just he throws that freaking ball that you can't center up. I think I was over eight with seven punch outs before I got my first hit off him. You know, what I mean it, it was just he was he was untouchable and like most guys who are unhittable, they have a they have a, a pitch, a, a, a gimmick I'm not gonna say a gimmick pitch, but the the mariano cutter the, the uh trevor hoffman changeup this guy said hey man here it comes you know i mean it was like the left-handed ryan express it, it, he's he's bringing the heat and if you can center it my hat's off to you and he would tell you that you know I, I hit a home run off him in the playoffs i think in the early 2000s and he came up to me the next day and uh and uh batting practice, and he said, if I face you today, it's coming again because I can't throw anything else, (laughs) you know? So that was just Billy, and for him to have the the career numbers and be first or second, so many numbers, it's just hard for me to believe that he hasn't gotten 75-plus percent yet.
3: And I'm not saying being smaller is supposed to get him votes. I'm not saying that breaking his arm twice and becoming a lefty. Is supposed to get him votes, being a good guy, retiring early, by the way. He could have padded his numbers. You know that better yep. than anybody. That guy had a couple more years in him. He promised yep. his family he was going to retire.
2: Yep. Well, he's, uh, I think he checks whenever Josh Rowich was talking about the criteria for voting um, for uh, Hall of Fame voters on players. I think that I don't have a problem saying that Billy Wagner checks. Every single one of those boxes from a character standpoint, um, obviously from a playing standpoint. But this is the kind of guy who's, you know, not only a Hall of Fame player, he's a Hall of Fame person.
1: Trevor Jones, the Hall of Famer with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. One of your teammates, Andrew Jones, comes up short as well. Do you think he gets in eventually?
2: I think he does, especially, you know, if if I really feel that Andrew, I mean, let's get it this out of the way. I hope he I hope he makes it in uh with the with the voters. But if I have anything to say about it, come um You know veterans committee time much like Fred McGriff I don't think there's any doubt you know I think he may go in unanimously and it just lends more credence to the to the fact that I feel like um you know the voting needs to change I just I, I don't think I don't think they're getting some of these decisions right and um I think they're getting some decisions wrong. I mean, it's just—I would love—I I, I would love to have some kind of say-so. I would love for the guys who are actually in the hall to have some sort of say-so, and because uh, uh, I feel like we would get it right a little more Listen, than uh, some I, of the other
3: guys. I know you respect the writers and the job they do, how they get their card. Ten years, you got to do it. They voted you in as as high as most guys will ever walk into the Hall of Fame. So I know mm-hmm. you respect them. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think a veterans' like committee would be more fair every year? And again, I'm not telling you you're throwing out writers. I, I, I'm not. I don't want you to sort of have the headline be Chipper Jones doesn't think the writers know anything. But do you think no, a veteran type no, no, committee? Right. But do you think a veteran type committee every year might be the way to go?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not the, uh, you know. I'm not the governing body. I don't. Uh, I don't know how to, you know. I don't have the the end all mm-hmm. be all way to to fix it. I just wish we had a little more say. So, you know. I mean, there's, I don't know, sixty or seventy living uh, Hall of Famers. W- why not give them a vote? Can you know, I make a suggestion?
3: Might- Can I make? What if you guys did, like, interviews that the writers watched? There was a veterans committee that speaks to these guys. And the writers get to hear contemporaries and general managers and Hall of Famers. Maybe you, you tell the writers, let's do something where you guys can at least hear what we're thinking on this.
2: I think that would be great. I think that would be a certainly an option that would maybe better educate, um, and I'm not going to say educate, maybe shed more light on maybe some players that uh, that you didn't cover as much as as much as other guys did you know you might not know some of the inside outside numbers you may have just you know been uh, relying on the high test all these things i think are, are good ideas to try and round it into getting it right 99.9 percent of the time
1: like for instance what would be the pitch you would make to the room when it comes to andrew jones
2: I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. You could run myself, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz up there. Um, You could run his contemporaries up there, especially at the center field spot, the people who played against him. And, I mean, I heard Harold Reynolds say last night that, uh, you know, no offense to King Griffey Jr. because he played with him, but Andrew's better defensively, you know. And, And when you're talking about the Ozzie Smith rule, about being the best defensive player to ever play that position. Andrew certainly falls into that category. And then you throw the offensive numbers in on top of it. He should be, it should be a no brainer, no doubter.
1: Did he make it look too easy at times? I think I asked John Smoltz about yep. this. The catches were so difficult, but they weren't difficult when he was making them.
2: Here, you guys. <laughs> The guys with that much talent, man, it looks like they're not putting out that much effort, but it, the game just comes easy to him. It's amazing how how simple he made the, the game look on plays that were just ungodly, you know, and every once in a while it would get him in trouble because he wouldn't be able to get to a ball and it didn't look like he was putting out max effort and Bobby would get mad at him, you know? So uh, it, it goes both ways, but uh, I can promise you this, nobody plays shallower. That's nobody it. Nobody went back. Nobody oh. went back on the ball better than this guy. No better. Nobody navigated the wall better. He always used to tell uh, Chef and I when we were playing left and right. I have everything in front of you. <laughs> all right. You worry about your respective gap and your respective line. I got everything else. Stay out of the way.
3: <laughs> I mentioned him playing shallow, and if you yeah. wanted, like to me. Think about how many base hits you save. Think about how many times a guy can't even think about trying to take second base on a clean base hit. When you play shallow like that, don't tell me a pitcher doesn't realize what you're doing now is you're helping his ERA. You're helping 100%. him get to seven innings. That's what I respected where he played every bit as much as how well he played it.
2: Well, and those and those big three will tell you. It's it's the little thinkers and the bleeders that kill pitchers. If If, if you can... If you can take away the dinker and the bleeder, you know, the ones that just fall in, if you could take those away, the doubles and the gaps, that's the pitcher's fault. And all all those guys will tell you if, if a guy hits a ball out of the ballpark or hits it into the gap uh, against our defense, that's my fault. But just take away all those bleeders that you can because those are the ones that are killers. Because normally pitcher makes a good pitch, and doesn't get rewarded for it on those. And I've seen many ERA go soaring after, you know, a couple of those fall, uh,
3: fall in. Before we mention another third baseman coming in, am I allowed to ask you about next year's first year, guys? I know we texted earlier this morning. Sure. Ichiro and CeCe were the guys that were the biggest names on there. What do you think?
2: Uh, If I had to guess now, I would say Ichiro... Ichiro will be one of the top 10 all-time largest percentages. Um, I don't know if he'll be 100% because of the fact that, you know, he got here at 27 and he'd already played, you know, pro ball over there for God knows how many years. I still don't see how you can keep him – you know how, how you can not vote for him, but hell, somebody didn't vote for Jeter. So, um, uh, as far as CC goes, I I, I think CC will be. I think he's a first guy out of the Hall of Famer. I think he's. I think he was a horse, a faceless guy. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was, you know, a top of the rotation lady that was just. You know, phenomenal. Not only that, he's a phenomenal human being. Love the guy to death. Uh respect the hell out of him for some of the changes he's made in his life since he got done playing. Um, I feel like I would probably put him at ninety percent, but he's probably gonna be somewhere in that seventy to eighty percent. So it could be, you know, could go either way. What's the
3: what's the win total? He's two fifty one with what we see now, five I don't know five and dive, six and ounce uh wins really becoming harder to get uh, what what's what, how are pitchers going to be judged 10 years from now
2: it's a good question um you know they're being asked to do less and less um i would say man there aren't many guys that throw 200 innings now um there were guys that threw 300 plus back when i was when i was playing uh 20 wins is almost that almost never happens anymore. I mean, you're looking at uh, starters leading the league with 14, 15 wins. That's uh, if that's the case. Then you bring you bring those win totals. You know, it used to be 300 was the magic number. I would have to say 180 to 200, maybe. The you know, there's going to be a heck of a heck of a debate when Jacob DeGrom hits the uh, Hall of Fame um ballot for the first time because less than
3: 100 wins right now
2: he's less than 100 wins and i think everybody will tell you he's probably been the most dominant pitcher starting pitcher in baseball for the last you know six seven eight years he just can't stay healthy you know and if he finishes up his career let's say he has 130 wins in his career which is probably about what 40 50 40 or 50 more wins uh th- for th- now yeah i think he would be about
3: 37 which by the way if you get hurt that's more than 2 years for him now that's 3 more years of pitching
2: correct and <laughs> you know I, I i hate to tell him this cuz we're from the same part of florida but it doesn't get any easier <laughs> staying healthy the older you <laughs> get so um you know i'm pulling for him i i, I you know because we have those same roots, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a guy that's that's not going to have the numbers that uh, a lot of other pitchers, and especially in the Hall of Fame, have. And and uh, but because of his dominance for for quite some time, they're probably going to give him the nod. I
3: did it a while ago. I think Lincecum has two Cy Youngs and 111 wins, and he's never going to get us. Like nobody ever talks about him, right? Nobody ever talks yeah. about him. two Cy yeah. 111 wins. He had to walk away. <laughs>
2: crazy and you know i mean that guy was as dominant for about a, a five or six year period as as Degrom, you know and yeah it, it's uh the game is the game has certainly changed right before our eyes hasn't it
1: well chipper we appreciate the time we know that the uh, redesign is it going on in the uh, basement of the home right now
2: <laughs> fellas if i could tell i have no less than 30 people in my house right now. They're doing basement. They're doing renovate. We're expanding the wife's closet. I mean, we're building a new pool. We're building a new garage. It's 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 a uh, ish show around here right now. I mean, now. better to, to get it all out of the
1: way it was, it was, Chipper. That's <laughs> the way I see
3: it. Was there any moment where you looked at this and said, no, no, I'll do this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there haven't. It has not, and so. and mean, that's
1: all.
3: You know, Nick brought it up, and it was public. Uh, you sold the uh, the estate uh, yes. not too long ago. How's yeah. that to feel like? Okay, that's at least that's sort behind of, you. Yeah, it's, it's out of that my is, world now.
2: That that is a tremendous weight off my shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's why am, thirty uh...
3: guys are there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's not gonna. This one's nowhere near that. Yeah. You guys got to come see it when it's all done.
3: Well, I saw quick pictures of the basement. I know where some of the good stuff is going. So, yeah, we look forward (laughs) to it. Why don't we do a show out there? When the weather gets nice, maybe we have beers on the back porch and we just do a show. And you can
1: just keep me in one section of the house. You can rope (laughs) me off.
3: (laughs) Sounds good, guys. Love to have you all. All right. Thanks, Chip.
1: Chipper Jones with us, the Hall of Famer, on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line.